0: Game 15, the Oxford City Stars versus the Solent Devils on the 1st of October 2023, titled Testing, Testing, 1, 2, 3. Now hopefully you have been listening or reading these garbled ramblings. You'll remember the predicament I'm having trying to emulate the big companies in doing a live outside broadcast, or live stream as I call it. You know, full commentary with pictures into anyone's living room with graphics and different camera angles. Our mobile signal sustainability has been an issue. I am beginning to wonder if everyone is rolling out 5G, and our mobile signal is 4G, and the companies rolling out 5G don't now really give a stuff about the 4G people. I don't know, but I've got to the end of my tether with it all. A large investment is going to lay fallow soon. But I decide, as I do not have my regular cameraman Rob today, to give a new person called Nathaniel a chance on the camera, because hey-ho, going forward, it would be nice to have a list of camera people to call on. But having said that, the signal shit, so why am I bothering? Maybe I am an eternal optimist. I contact the club to tell them this is a test, but I need to replicate the same settings as a normal broadcast, so they pop out tickets to family, only to see how it goes for a piecemeal £2 a pop. Down at the rink, 3.30, set up and waiting for Nathan to arrive. I've known this lad for a while and he seems a decent chap so I'm willing to look at how he does things for maybe filming duties going forward for the rising stars. You never know, he might earn himself some petrol money. I've resorted to our regular spot, I tape everything down and make sure the public cannot kick things etc etc, I try out a speed test and the mushroom antenna as I call it seems to be behaving. I power things down waiting for Nathan to arrive And it's fair to say Nathan isn't a size 8 But we chat and I tell him how things are going to go He sets his tripod and camera up alongside the broadcast desk He's a little non-plus It's as though this is nothing special Which is fine, but to me, even though it is a test There'll still be people watching And the professional in me wants to do it right He leans against a post, a little laid back really But I don't comment Anyway, we power up and I get the new RMTP code and remember what Dickie K says, and I input the code in the right place, save it, turn on the ATEM and insert the stream key. We are live. I start talking and then there's what appears to be an earthquake on camera one. This is Nathan's. He has picked up his tripod and decided he wants to move it into a better position for him as he seems to want to lean in a different position against the post. I quickly switch camera angles to allow for his reposition and I look over whilst commentating incredulously as I cannot believe what he's done. It doesn't appear that he even knows what he's done. Anyway, once he's settled I switch back to camera one and we get ready for the first period of ice hockey and a game where the City Stars really do need a win in front of another large home crowd and after the continued possibly over the top publicity they are banging out. Midway through the first period, the cachet fills up rapidly after behaving itself for the best part of the period. Blind panic ensues. What has happened? The laptop's still working. Remember that. And the speed test is solid. What the fuck is going on? This is a totally new situation for me. I go over to the antenna and it's on and powered. I check sockets, I can see lights. I check the ethernet cable is all plugged in. Hang on, no flashing lights on the router box. Check the sockets again. I can still see the red lights. Fuck me, what's going on? Every second is now feeling like an hour. I have no idea. Checks, checks some more fucking checks. Then I realise the gentle slumbering giant Nathan has not on one of the sockets with his foot and turned it off for fuck's sake honestly Nathan be a little bit more professional please I turn it back on and believe it or not we get a decent broadcast throughout the rest of the ice hockey although we did have a couple of more earthquake situations on camera one though the city stars were better than before when we covered them but they still lost 4-2 I send Nathan off home as he is on the bus and I chuck him 20 quid for his time. I have a full recording of the game and tomorrow we'll knock out the highlights package. I arrive home bewildered, but for Nathan's Bigfoot and Earthquake camera work, it might have been okay. There was still stress with the crowd, stroke public proximity, but do I stick or do I twist? Can this actually be called a good test? Or one I should not use as a test due to Bigfoot. I arrive home and a little miffed. Monday editing and the earthquakes, darkness of camera, missing the pocket ties makes me wonder about one Nathan on camera and two carrying on. I know some people have real issues, so this makes me feel guilty for moaning. Game 16, Incheon United vs Kaya FC on the 3rd of October 2023, titled When the Golf is Large. Today is wet, today is a fairly early start. I reached Paddington without having to deal with the weather really, and as I walk the length of the train platform to head for the Hammersmith and City line, I notice a squeak. A quick glance down and my left boot has a squeak on bending. This is fairly quiet for others, but for me it's noticeable and starting to get annoying, as I rock back and forth on it, hoping that will stop it. It doesn't, and no doubt there is scientific evidence to suggest that as well. I grab a latte and head down to the tube, still squeaking and still rain-free. The Hammersmith and City line from Paddington to Goldhawk Road is overground, so I can, from the platform, see it's still raining steadily. It's about 20 minutes on the tube before I get to Goldhawk Road and I am contemplating the 15 minute walk in the rain with my knees. I decide I will get an Uber. So as I hit the platform at Goldhawk Road, I order an Uber via the app. It says the Uber driver's name and where it will pick me up. Such and such road. Where's that I think? I suddenly realise I don't know the roads or names. Oh shit, he's a minute away. Things then take a strange turn. I pull my all-in-one train and tube ticket out of my pocket and pop it into the barriers and lo and behold they don't open. So I try again, still no opening. So the window where the station is manned is the other side of the barriers and I cannot see it and I cannot knock on a window for attention. What am I to do now? So a gent says tailgate me and I do but being honest I feel I should let somebody know as the tube police might be waiting for me later when I return to go home. I finally arouse the attention of the man behind the window and show him my ticket and explain it doesn't work. He asks if I've had the ticket close to my phone and I say yes and he says the strip on the back will have been affected by it. So it won't work again? Will you give me a new ticket? No, just ask wherever you go. Shoot, the Uber's arriving in a street I don't know in a minute and I've been faffing around at the barriers. Outside and into the heavy rain, boots squeaking and now being texted by an irate Uber driver. I respond by saying I'm outside the tube station on the main road. Not sure what it's called by the bus stops opposite Sainsbury's. He says he's round the corner. I text what corner? He says stay put and he'll drive round. There are two exits and he's at the other one. Now after the instruction to stay put, I realise there are temporary traffic lights meaning three way control on a busy road in the rain. The lights change frequently and two buses arrive in the bus stops I'm studying Bugger it, now he won't be able to see me, even if he knew what I looked like. Finally in the gap between the buses I spot the registration number of the Uber and jog to my left and flag him down. Yep, got in it now with one knee fucked, squeaky leaking boot and wet. He drives me the 15 minute walk which takes about 3 minutes in the car before I casually say anywhere around here will do while well, he stopped like he was doing an emergency stop and a driving test and was still way short of the studio front doors. And I didn't have the heart to stay a little bit further, so I got out. Got a little bit more wet, with a leaking squeaky boot, and a fuck knee. Into the studio I wander, Brennes greets me with a gentle hello before I go on to ask him which fridge I'm in today. That means soundproof booth. I'm on a double header today, more of which a little later. And I pitch up and sort out the booth ahead of my game. Prep has been done in so much as I've gone through the necessary background for the game and incidental information required. I do a microphone check with Sean from up in the gallery and settle down to finalising teams, etc. ahead of getting the lineups. I have Incheon from the Korean public hosting Kaya from the Philippines. Kaya's AFC record isn't great. One win in a preliminary game some years back and beaten in most group games. No wins and a couple of draws, I might add. Incheon themselves are in their inaugural AFC campaign as well, but on the balance of things seem to have the more, shall I say, spirit squad than Kaya. Incheon demolished Kaya 4-0. Kaya look a little like an under-11 side playing versus the youth team. The golf in this case was massive. This is a TV commentary and therefore we got close-up of faces of players and in some cases in slow-motion replays of goals you can see the realisation of a Kaia defender suddenly appear across their face saying oops, I should have been marking him. Job done, game over and a couple of hours to kill before the next one. Off for a coffee, a sit down, chat to my beloved and prep time. game 17, Nasaji Manzandaran vs Al-Hilal on the 3rd of October 2023, titled The Politics of Dancing. I return to the studio and ask Brenners which soundproof booth I'm in next. I relocate my mess into the new booth. I'm still in good time and feel assured I'm ready to proceed. I wander outside of the booth for a chat with Brenners. He says that ahead of the next match, we must chat about the situation yesterday that might carry on to today, which must not be mentioned on air, which might see the game get called off. Okay, I see. But how do I say the game might potentially be called off without knowing why and not mention it to the viewers? Brenners then tells me the story of the game on the previous day, which was caught off between an Iranian side and a Saudi Arabian side due to political differences and the placement of items that offend and didn't offend either country involved. At this precise moment, I thought, fuck... Brenners assures me this issue might not unravel until the sides are due out onto the pitch, at which point, if only one side appears, I will need to try and explain without indicating why only one team has appeared, even though this situation played out yesterday and most viewers would have been aware of the tensions surrounding such a match. But obviously, with it being so sensitive, I understand why comment of who potentially is right and who is wrong in the situation could be awkward, as both countries believe they're right, and I have no idea anyway. Clear as mud! Well, now you know how the next pre match hour is going to build up. Now, this broadcast is carried out by the home team's broadcast partners, in this case, it is an Iranian broadcast. No issues other than they, unlike other broadcasts, are not giving the television feeds around the world a widescreen shot of a filling up stadium. This is normally an unfettered, by which I mean no graphics, wide shot of the whole ground on the whole of our screens. Not this time on a 28 inch screen, we are being given a 4 inch square little park picture, not showing anything apart from some empty seats. This is both strange and worrying. But we are still 45 minutes from going live. I continue with lineups, etc., noting that Al Hilal have Neymar, Mitrovic, and Kulibali playing. The Saji don't appear to have any household names, but they are all pronounceable. Time ticks on, like sand in an egg timer. Still no large picture. I checked with Brenners, and he's been in touch with the AFC headquarters, who are a little bit in a flap, trying to contact the ground for some assurance all is well. On a personal level, I'm relatively calm. If it doesn't happen, home early and paid for nothing. I'm thinking of ways to describe the confusion without saying anything, which is easy for me as I've worked for local authority before. Well, four minutes before going live, the pictures of the whole ground come through and it's now about who will appear out of the tunnel. Still a worry, though, because some pitch-side cameras are not manned. Hurry chats on the talkback and into the credits. Well, here goes. Possibly nothing. I welcome the viewers to talk about the match scenario before the referees and then the teams come out for action. It's all going to happen, and it did. Goals from Mitrovic, Neymar and Shekri saw Al-Hilal prevail. With those two and two Brazilian players in Michael and Malcolm playing for the Saudi side, it was the haves that beat the have-nots. Money talks, money talks, dirty cash, I need you, etc, etc. Two commentaries in a day does stretch even the most hardened commentator. But add in all the issues along the way, and I head home pretty knackered knowing I'm back in the morning. Squeaky boot, wet foot, knackered knees, ticket issues and politics. Today was a good day. Game 18, Pohang Steelers versus Wuhan Three Towns on the 4th of October 2023. Titled, Your Guess is as Good as Mine. Today the weather is dry and the first decision of the day is made early. Trainers and not old squeaky boot. I'd tell you about the journey as it happened without any issues. But I will tell you of my good or bad deed of the day that happened just outside Goldhawk Road tube station. A young man on a Boris bike darted on the pavement towards me and asked if I could spare any money for food. Now normally I don't entertain such requests due to hearing differing stories on how these people will perhaps use their cash or their motives. We all know and have heard of professional beggars. But right in this instance, our eyes met, and this young man was desperate. I don't want to sound all holier than thou, but in his eyes he looked destroyed by his situation. So I said, move over here to the side of the pavement. He said he hadn't eaten for days and anything would be great. Now, right or wrong in this instance, depending on your beliefs, I gave him a £20 note. He wouldn't take it, but I insisted. He took it and peddled over to Sainsbury's. I carried on walking to the studios. He pedalled past me a few minutes later with a shopping bag full of food I presume. I hope that helped. Anyway after signing in at the studio and saying hello to Christina on the desk and Brenners I was directed into my booth for my settling in process. I have three time winners and runners up in the AFC Champions League in 2021. Pohang Steelers from Korea versus Chinese fairy tale side Wuhan Three Towns in their first Champions League group after rising from the 4th division to the Chinese Super League winners in successive seasons. The game itself was a good match. Wuhan, the upstarts, giving the old stages Pohang a little bit of a wake-up call, dominating the game and taking a deserved lead through Aziz. But slowly and inevitably, experience started to come through. An equaliser and then a lead for Pohang just after the break. But then an incident and one which all off-tube commentators will understand it is the 85th minute and still 2-1 to pohang wuhan are still in boxing terms in with a puncher's chance of landing a telling blow off tube means television pictures with clean crowd feed in your ears But, but more importantly we have camera pictures and no peripheral view i say this because there are benefits of being there and peripheral view is one You can often see out the corner of your eye an incident not picked up by the camera. You're at the mercy of the outside broadcast editor's camera angle selection. An incident occurs which leads to a melee, several players, in a pushy-shovey moment. What has happened? Well, your guess is as good as mine. Now, here is the good part of off-tube commentaries, apart from a radiator or air conditioning and no public giving you grief. We get replays quite quickly. It is evident that a player has left one on another player as he's played the ball. Some onlookers take exception to this and rush in. But here is the situation. You as a commentator pick out the exceptional incident of raised hands around the throat of a player. The first infringement on the replay is really neither here nor there. And the fouled player has seen the challenge coming, ridden it and squirmed on the floor writhing around looking as though he's been in a horrific car crash. It is fairly apparent to those that can see that the throat-grabbing and raised hand thereafter to the face is what's going to see the player sent off. You cannot deny the pictorial evidence, except the ref does and sends someone else off. A quick cover-up of your error in not spotting why this player has actually gone off, and the WWE player who is clearly at fault. And on to the end of the game and a late goal to give Pohang a 3-1 victory. I am completely dismayed with the end of the game and annoyed at how I pointed out the clear and obvious whilst not spotting and still not understanding why she was sent off. On clearing my booth I spoke to Brenners about the game before broaching the sending off incident but he beat me to it when asking why did the player actually get sent off and not the throat grabbing slapper. Endorsements are always appreciated. I would have brooded on that incident all the way home if it wasn't for good old Brenners.